Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I think we're in for a delightful episode. The topic tonight is quantum ambient frequency healing music. And our guest tonight is Ted Winslow. You know, it's a curious thing when you when you think about the human psyche. Um, for close to 10 years now, we've been hosting shows about this thing called the human persona, the human genome, the human uh, archetype. I don't know what you want to call it. And uh, I don't know how many times the topic has seemed... Uh, esoteric or or etherical, like your mental brain can't put together the pieces to understand the the effect. But if the if it's a if it's a repeatable effect, then it, it it's kind of it's kind of like gravity, you know. When ballet dancers go to go out on the dance floor, they don't. They don't call up the the physics, the formulas for gravity, and and brush up on the math. They just don't do that. They go out and have a natural experience with gravity. And and it's through a intuitive, repetitive learning mechanism that they become as skilled as they are. Yet they'll never know gravity from a mathematical sense. And I know this is um, not straightforward, but what I like about uh, guests like uh, Ted tonight is you just look at the the effect. You look at the wake. You look at the, the metrics of the cause and effect of it. It's... Uh, <laughs> I, I I could have said we just finished the presidential elections here in the United States, but we're not there yet. And I just wanted to point out the notion of placebos. Because in, in 2020, uh, we've all been hit with this uh, corona paradigm, if you will. And... As I just said on the show, the human psyche is susceptible to influence from um, linear and nonlinear sources. The placebo effect can work both ways. Say, for example, you have a sugar pill and you tell the patient, my God, this is the strongest, most kick-ass medicine on the planet. It's healed every single person that's taken it. I think you're in for better days. Lucky you, here you go, and it's just sugar. Well, let's flip that over to the negative side. Holy crap, there's this thing called corona, and it's floating around the air, and it'll kick your ass down the street like a tin can. Boy, how do you bear not, you bear not be getting that, because woe is you. There's a placebo effect of that if we feed it with our fears. If we 
and, and, and this really applies to anything outside of us. I've worked in high-power RF environments, and um, there's people that talk about RF like it's the great evil. And I want to I be very clear, RF will kick your ass. I mean, don't you put your TV dinner in a microwave oven? That's RF. And you push go, and you pull it out, and the thing's screaming hot. It's cooked. It's cooked. RF can kick your ass. But I tell you what, if you're afraid of RF, especially if you if you think of it as this big etherical um, crap that's in the air, and you don't know if it's there or not, but you think it's there and you're afraid of it, there's a placebo effect that just might kick your ass down the street. And uh, there's value in paying attention to how you perceive things because it, you know, it's done unto you as you believe. If you think uh, it's like the placebo effect, if you think it's going to happen, if you think there's some woe, woe is me element in the in the environment outside of you, well then you have spoken and you've literally created that that outcome not per se by anything in the environment by but by your belief of it. So just give yourself a reality check. I'm not telling you what where to draw the line or what to believe or whatever, but I'm just saying be careful with your thoughts. Enough of that. Let's get to it. Quantum ambient frequency healing music. And our guest tonight is Ted Winslow. Ted holds a a bachelor's degree in music and audio engineering from the University of Colorado and currently owns a state-of-the-art commercial recording studio. Ted is an award-winning producer and best-selling recording artist and composer with over 25 years' experience in the music business. He is an internationally acclaimed for his pioneering work in the research and development in sound healing. This includes biophotonic, biophotonic imaging testing, where he works with the effects of sound on the human energy field which has validated his trademark sound healing technology, SoundSyncTech, which is featured in his music. Ted has customized brainwave technology developed through binaural beats, unique compositions, state-of-the-art recording technologies, and frequencies to create a theta and alpha brain wave state. He currently he is currently developing specialized sound sync tech for WellPoint hypnosis method. Join me in welcoming Ted to the show. Ted, it's so nice to have you back on the show. Hey Les, I want to say thank you so much for having me on this evening to uh, the radio show and um, many blessings to you and your audience, and I am so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, let's get some of this terminology knocked out so we can have a meaningful conversation. If our guests have not <laughs> heard of this, 
Let's start with the title, Quantum Ambient Frequency Healing Music. What Can you give us a general idea of what that's referring to? Yeah, um, you know, quantum, we're kind of like dealing with a little bit of quantum feeling. Quantum, quantum physics uh, when you're dealing with music and with what I'm working with. So I have my music in all sorts of different tunings, which is going to be done in an energy term called Hertz, um, which is a measurement of electricity distinguished by this unit Hertz, that the body's electrical multiple frequencies make it up and create it. And so most of the audience will notice that my tracks will have a track title on it, and then it will have that frequency. Now, the frequency is mathematically related to what that composition key is going to be. And it kind of gets a little bit deep for the non-people with music or music theory, but each frequency, say, for example, 432, is going to have a designated key signature to it, which is going to be, in this case, 432 is going to be the key of A. And... So that composition is going to be based around that frequency. Now, I want to back up here for a second because all of the standard music that we listen to today that comes out over the radio or the television is all in an equal temperament tuning of called 440, which is A as well, but it's above metal C. So for generations we've been listening or programmed at the same frequency with all of our music. And, of course, if you're writing in the key of E, it's really not harmonically or quantumly related mathematically to that frequency, so to speak. And 440 is also a very dissonant type of frequency. Um, Military has used it in, in some senses, and it has a history of it that I can go into probably later on. So there's, there's the quantum part. It deals with, in solfeggio, I use these solfeggio frequencies along many others. Ambient, the music that I do is based on changing our energy field so that it's a higher energy, not in the sense of dealing with a caffeine rush, um, but it's more to, to raise us up to our natural state of where we were of our well-being, to bring us back to our higher self, um, to bring us into the unified field of consciousness. And then, of course, frequency, that's where it is. And healing is the effects that that the music is able to give most of us when we're sitting down to listen to it. So where that all comes into play, the biggest play that we see with that. So when I started my career in music, I was playing everything in 440 hertz and with 100-watt amplifiers on the back of the stage coming off of, of that just being blasted by it, I couldn't relax. I had a hard time trying to relax for many, many hours. My body was completely entrained at this high frequency, a dissonant frequency at a high volume and pounding me with that 440. So that led me to dig deeper into my engineering and look at what frequency healing can do for us. So long story short, that's how I end up developing SoundSync Tech and developing the genre of music that I've become known for. Well, I like that. Now, um, we were talking a little bit before the show started. Uh, explain to the audience how the biophotonic imaging testing 
helped you understand the effects of your music. Okay. Well, biophotonic energy. Um, I, a little story of how I got into it, and then I'll, I'll describe a little bit more about what that is. I, I had the good fortune that um, one of the inventors of the biophotonic energy system is a professor at the University of St. Petersburg in Russia, Dr. Konstantin Karatkov. And he, happened to, he was familiar with me and what I was doing and trying to achieve. And so um, I had the opportunity to go up, and he happened to be here in the States. I'm here in Colorado, and he was up in Boulder. So I had the chance to go up and meet him in Boulder, became really good friends, and started getting involved with this equipment that he uses for the biophotonic energy. And at one point, uh, he sent his chief engineer out from Russia, and I was contracted by another company, and we were working on all these devices back in Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, getting them ready to kind of release out to the public and more doctors. We were working a lot with PhDs that were, were, were using these devices. So the device is used to measure the human energy field. So... I could do a baseline on an individual that came into my studio and had maybe not heard a song or one of my music for the day and run a test on them, see where their energy is, what anxiety they have, and then be able to play my music to them, have them sit down afterwards and run another test on them. And the results were just absolutely amazing that we were getting for seeing how it was changing people. And I have videos of some of those that I put on my website at tedwinslow.com. And it, the device is so amazing. There was one point I was sitting down and playing with crystals and metals and measuring the energy field that was coming off of those metals and kind of comparing which one had a higher energy field of it than compared to others, like a copper bracelet, Himalayan sea salt, obsidian. And, um, and, and I've got a video that's out there on YouTube with that as well. I think it's on my website. So biophotonic imaging is really the convergence of photonics and life science. And it's a technology of generation, manipulation, and detection of light, which is doing this with the use of photons, quantum-like particles of light, instead of electrons to transmit and process and store information. So it's a science of measuring energy fields, and in my case, again, it's the human energy field. And the objectives of these studies that I was using was to evaluate the scale and scope of implementing the electrophotonic capture, which is an EPC analysis based on the gas discharge visualization um, through sound sync tech, this music that I've developed with binaural beats and and frequency, uh, and uh, so it just measures the health and the state of a person and the overall function, the energetic state of that person and the function of the state and systems and, and the organs plus the psycho-emotional balance. And it's got a couple data interpretations on it for the, so that you're dealing with traditional Chinese medicine, so it's going to be able to measure our meridians it's got some Ayurvedic in there, so it's going to be um, Ayurveda. It's going to be measuring the chakras, and then as well as Western medicine, which is going to be measuring the system of the body and the organs. And the, the starting point was basically 1977 for the system when a German physicist by the name of George Leichtenberg touched a metal electrode 
cover with a glass while connected to a voltage with this finger. Um, Nikolai Tesla used to play with similar things uh, back in the 1890s to impress his audience during this. He'd turn off all the lights and stand on a platform. It was designed, it was an electrode connected to a generator, and his body would just glow. His hair would stand up on the end of it. So they've kind of harnessed all of that together um, with, with measuring our human energy field. Well, nice. Well, now, um, do you still use that, um, or or did you just have a, a season of it? And I mean, do, do you still use the biophotonic imaging as you create these uh, soundtracks? Um, not as much as I used to because we were really trying to figure out where the science was on it. Now that I was able to show that. I've been focusing more on the music. I am still somewhat kind of involved with it, but on, on a limited basis because the, where I used to be able to go out and do more testing, um, I'm in the studio a lot, full-time. I've got two albums I'm working on right now at the same time. But, like, at one point I did take uh, one of my – I have two systems. Um, and one's a little bit older than the other one, which I like because I can kind of – tweak it a little bit better and the other one's kind of more modern where it doesn't give you as much of the parameters unless you're, you're really good and in, in, uh, getting into the, the coding of the programs that are working with some of that. So I actually took one of the systems down to Sedona, Arizona, where we have the vortexes and ran an energy. There's a, a device that I could put out that can measure the frequency or the measure the room right and so i was measuring this vortex in sedona arizona and was just astonished with what was coming up for the energy fields that were on that so i i got back to radio signal and i typed out an email quickly to dr constantine and in uh, russia and i'm like you're not going to believe this i was just in one of the vortexes out here in Arizona, and it's amazing with what we're seeing with the energy field. And so instantly he's like, send me that information. I want to see what that data is. Um, they use it a lot more over in Europe. It is approved for the Russian athletes uh, as a medical device. But here was an instance that I can measure a room with what the energy is of the room and see what's, what's happening with that as well. So I still do play with it on, you know, when I get the chance to. Well, um, I like that. The, uh, have you mentioned uh, Sedona? Have you tried uh, Crestone, Colorado? Because I think that's got some pretty serious vortexing going on. I have not, and I was not aware of that Crestone has that there. I that that will have to be on my next bucket list once it starts to warm up again. Well, at least it's in the state of Colorado, so it's not. I mean, it's it, it's a, when I drive into town. As I drive into town, I can feel it amping up. I mean, Crestone's pretty impressive too. Well, um, well, so I I like this uh, to even do a baseline of the physical space that you're in, like you're talking about, to to measure the the energy in the room. So when we talk about your um, brainwave technology, 
how do you go about in creating these tracks? I mean, do do you have a a theme of intention? Like, I want this to to help with anxiety or stress, or this helps with um, cravings or addictions. How do you what What's the creation process that you go through? So, the the way I look at it. Okay, the music that I use with the frequencies, and a way to equate this is going to be like color therapy, and so that or chromotherapy, where the light is a typically holistic healing light uses the spectrum of color that people have used, which which can affect our moods and our physical and mental health, right? So a nanometer is what measures the light, which is going to be red, yellow, blue, violet, orange, green, and indigo, and seven. You think about that, that's like seven colors that's right there. Our chakra systems, seven energy fields. A musical, musical scale is really basically seven notes. Do, re, mi, so, fa, la, ti, do, repeating, right? And so I will kind of have the intention, most of the intention is to be healing uh, for meditation, for insomnia, the people having trouble sleep, sleeping with that. Um, setting intentions, healing. Uh, we've got a lot of testimonies that with people have used with it. I've got some stories I can talk about here in a little bit. So I do come up with a theme for an album to answer that one. And my when I was writing, I was always concerned that I would come across writer's block. My wife is a master hypnotherapist. And one day she said, let's go ahead and put you in a, a past life regression or a future life regression and see what comes out of it. And oddly enough, we'd go into it with the intention of writing an album, and I would have this album that would come out. So, funny story. I am an avid motorcycle rider, and you can only imagine what it would be like showing up for a a weekend ride with a few of the guys going through the mountains, and we're talking about what we've been working on for the week, and I'm telling them I'm writing an album on Frequency of the Fairies. (laughs) <laughs> so honest to god that's what popped out and you can see them looking at me like oh my god ted we know you're a little bit different with the music that we're not quite used to the frequency healing with the fairy long story short the, those guys will come up to me now and they'll go you know what ted i listened to that the other night and um it put me right to sleep and i'm like that's great because that's the intention that i wanted it was kind of going more into a celtic area when I was writing that album and tapping into those frequencies, that's how that album came out. My latest album that came out, which is Radiance, it had dealt with frequencies. The frequencies that were used on that is is, uh, the first one, 174, is to remove pain. 285 influences the energy field. 396 is going to liberate you of fear and guilt. Um, 417 facilitates change and I don't put these in the titles but that's there's my intention that's going along with that we've got miracle tone of nature 528 repairs DNA Russian scientists are already showing that using the frequency of 528 has helped repairing and healing our DNA um, soul tribe attract soul tribe is 852 so you can see 852 528 there's a mathematical quantum correlation between those numbers okay Getting deep here, switching over to the sound sync tech. So after I'm writing the music and I've got that frequency and the key that that's in, I know where that's at, then I'm able to input 
I use this uh, technology that I developed called SoundSync Tech. And this tech is a customized brainwave technology that I developed through the use of binaural beats, these compositions, the tuning, state-of-the-art recording technologies and these frequencies, and brainwave entrainment, which is essential to synchronization. So healing, we're thinking brainwave entrainment, what that is, is it's basically billions of neurons throughout our brain communicating with one another through electricity. And these electrical pulses are actually rhythms in nature, kind of like any other rhythmic system. Um, wind can be a rhythm. I, I love going up to the mountains and listen to it. And so the rhythms that I'm listening on the brain of these frequencies are, are encouraging the brain waves to align to this frequency of that given beat. It's called frequency follow and response. And it dates back to um, ancient Greece over 2,000 years ago with Ptolemy. So that's, that's kind of where I start off at when I work with my compositions and my music and the albums. Each one will have a theme. One might have a, 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 northern, a, a northern European theme, like ethereal, or a Celtic theme, which might be sovereignty, um, Angelic was one on one of my rides that I actually rode here from Colorado up to Alaska on the motorcycle. And I was going through, I think it might have been Calgary, and it was rush hour. And I'd been riding all day and I was tired. And I looked down at the car in front of me, and on the bumper sticker it says, I fly with angels. And I looked at my clock and, on the motorcycle. And I think it was like 555. And I'm like, man, there's a message there. There's a frequency that's there. So angelic sound healing, that was kind of how I derived on it, is that I looked at all these, these angelic numbers. What greater way to connect with our angels and the healings that they have to offer than through these frequencies? Well, I like that. Um, you know, I've probably passed you on the road. I like riding motorcycles, too. And I live just down the street from you. The uh, um, well, let's talk about effect. I mean, you've 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 laid out the the structure. Um, actually, I did have a another question. So, what chart do you use that has mapped? For example, uh, DNA is five twenty eight. Um, is that the Rife chart or? What chart do you use that maps the frequency to effect? Um, I don't have a chart that I use with it. Uh, just from hearing what 528 and the healing frequency that that is, that's where I incorporate it into the music. It's just okay. common, inform, you know, common information. So I'm not, I'm not using really charts. I do work engineering because there's some stuff I have to do to change that to be that right frequency, right frequency of 528. Sure. Well, now, so then let's let's talk about effect. What what kind of responses have you got from people that have tried tried this material? So, one one of them I'm going to read off, which was a a, a text message that somebody had sent to me, or a, a direct message from one of the social media platforms I'm on. And this individual states, he says, on, on July 2nd, I hit the ER with third-stage kidney failure. The doctors did not expect me to make it to the fourth. I had my laptop, 
The doctors worked at me, and I also had your music on nonstop repeat for the whole day as my kidney slowly returned from a level 9 to a 3.2. And eventually, I got down to a 1.4, which is safe and normal for me. Because of this, I did not or will not need dialysis. Your music really does heal with the will to live I pulled through. And then he kind of goes on to thank me some, with some other stuff. So, and I'm, I'm not familiar with, with these levels, but getting from the gist of his writing that, that was pretty important to him uh, with what, how that had brought him back to normal. And he's a great guy. I keep in touch with him now because I just think that's a phenomenal story. I'm completely touched that, that he was able to have that experience. Um, well-point hypnosis. I mentioned that my mother or that my, my wife is a master hypnotherapist. And this one happened to be the mother of one of our WellPoint hypno, hypnosis practitioners. So we have a company called WellPoint Hypnosis with practitioners. And her mother was in a hospice in Ireland and was a coma. And so she, Angelic Sound Healing, she was playing that album nonstop and she came out. Since then, her mother's been back in the nursing home, so she's no longer back into, you know, out of a coma, doing great and able to leave and enjoy the holidays with the family. Um, I worked with a post-traumatic stress disorder individual who was contacted by a firefighter who was on ground zero for 15 days after the collapse of the Twin Towers. He called into one of the shows that I was talking about, my music and the healing frequencies, and he was having trouble getting the images from the aftermath out of his head, and he was reliving these scenes of carnage that he'd saw and was, as he was trying to search for the survivors. So one of the main issues he was having in particular was trying to get to sleep at night. So also, in certain instances, he was somewhat agitated with friends and family, which is also impacting those relationships in his life. So I sent him a care package of a few of my albums, and he started to listen to them at night as he was trying to fall asleep. And he followed up with me a few weeks later and was doing great, completely different man. He didn't have to go much further down the course um, with, with what his other treatments were because these were working for, with him in the evening. A lot of people at night that have insomnia will be using my music. Um, I, had, I had an individual call me up today that told me, he had a hard time with the political issue that was going on and he was up all night and then he realized, Oh yeah. So I put on your CD and I didn't even make it to the end of the, didn't even make it to the end of the album. I was out. Right. Well, I like that. I'm sure a lot of people are, um, um, have so much anxiety and stress over this, uh, presidential election we're going through here in the States. So, I can imagine that your material would be very helpful to a lot of people from political stress. Put that on your, your list of uh, conditions you can help. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this, list. I want to give your listeners, since they've probably been hearing me talking about this, that they can go to my website and they can download my angelic sound healing album for free off of my website. And, and how they can do that is uh, so we can all get over this political hangover, no matter who it is, 
And you go into my website at tedwinslow.com. Go into the store. You're going to select Angelic Sound Healing with Binaural Beats. You could check out with it. And as you're checking out, there's going to be a place to put in a coupon code. And let's just have them type in radio, R-A-D-I-O, and then they can get the free download from there. Um, it'll ask a couple more questions that are on there because I get hammered a lot with it internationally. Um, I mean, we're making sure that it's not robots. And so answer the questions, and they can get the full copy of my Amazon best-selling Angelic Sound Healing and be able to listen to that for themselves and, and, and start this journey um, and relax. Uh, do not put in any credit card information. If it is, go back one space. Put in that coupon code of radio. Do it from a computer because I don't think downloads work too well on just iPads or iPhones or uh, Google phones or Samsungs. So try to use a computer. You can just drop it into your media, be it iTunes, or if you're a Windows user, you can drop it into the media player there as well. Well, I like that. So now you've got the online store for distributing your material. Have you uh, worked out arrangements with uh, healthcare facilities to use your your music there? I've had a couple of healthcare facilities have contacted me, um, and so you know if they they contact me through the website to make sure that they're an accredited institution, we have no problem at all doing that. Um, a lot of people with today's technology are finding me on Amazon. Uh, Spotify is a big one. I've got, God, I've got over, I'm featured on something like over 6,000 playlists, I think, on Spotify when I checked about a month ago. Um, and I've created a couple playlists that are on there as well. So you can put, I talked about repeat earlier on. You can put that on repeat as well. Amazon is another company. Uh, people have been able to get it on, on their cable TV, but I just say play Ted Winslow. So, yeah, if someone's interested on an institution and they want some CDs or to, to play that there, please, by all means, contact me because that's how I got into this when I was working with it and realized the great benefit that it had for me. I did not think it was going to turn into what it is. And as a musician doing this, I do it every day. I'm blessed with it and seeing these results and hear stuff just like I was reading back. That's what it's all about. How do we get ourselves to feeling better? How do we get back to our, our unified field of consciousness? How are we becoming more in tune with our human energy fields and becoming, you know, we're, we're all recalibrating ourselves through this. It, it, we're all oscillatory beings, and so we vibrated our own unique energy. Uh, it's funny because I always get a question that's like, well, Ted, I suffer from this, or what would you recommend I have this problem, what would you recommend I listen to on this? And it's kind of easy to say. It's kind of like, well, you're going to look at the repertoire. I have like over 200-plus tracks out on the market and 20-plus albums. Your body's going to be drawn intuitively to what you're going to need and what you're going to want to listen to. And then you might move on to that next one. So it's eradicating negative energies and these vibrations. Well, I like that. Um 
You had mentioned earlier in the show about the difference between 440 uh, as a music bass and 432. Can you um, elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 440, these are that's going to be basically what's called equal temperament standard tuning. What that means is that if I take my guitars and I jump on a plane and I fly over to Vienna and I'm going to sit down and play with them, and I'm going to tune up to 440. The whole orchestra is going to be tuned to 440. Um, the piano will already be tuned at that. Well, my pianos at home are tuned to 432. I tune them myself. But for the most part, if I'm playing with some a situation like that, when I used to, then we would be tuning to this 440. Now, that came, there's a lot of rumors around it, and I'll let the listeners kind of make up their mind about it by kind of giving a this and a that scenario. But it was Joseph Goebbels, who was the Third Reich minister before World War II broke out, that went into one of those conferences that said it's of utmost importance that we do the standard tuning of 440. And again, I said it before, it's a, it's, it's a dissonant tuning. When I play with all the tunings that I use and go back to that one, people can pretty much tell the difference on what that is. So it's not harmonically related, so to speak, in, in, in my own opinion. So they change everything to 440 so that all musicians can get together. So we've been listening to that. World War II breaks out. You know, of course, go figure. Here's dissonance that's kind of going on with this. So a lot of people go, well, I don't know if that's really true. So a Grammy award-winning producer, guitar player, by the name of Steve Lukather. He's a famous guitar player for uh, Toto, the songs Africa, um, Rosanna, and he is writing a film score, and he writes it for the use of an orchestra. He flies over to Vienna and uh, in Austria and sits down and hands the score over to the musicians who start to play it. They start to record it with what he has already recorded, right? He's recorded his parts and brought them over to the stage. He's got the compositions laid out to follow along for the orchestra, and it's out of tune. And he comes down, he realizes that they're not tuning to 440. And he asked them, hey, can you guys tune to 440? And they're like, no, we are not going to tune to 440. So, you know, here's Joseph Goebbels coming from there, and they won't tune to 440 for, for what it is, yet we still, we still use it in other parts of the world. So that's 432 is a much more harmonically related. And it's actually that frequency in particular vibrates on the principle of the golden mean of pi, which is derived through mathematics, geometry, numerical uh, series is discovered by Leonardo Fibonacci, and it too is, appears in our human body, such as animals, plants, DNA, it's in our solar system, it's in art, it's in architecture, the stock markets has even been leaked to it. You can Google that. Um, so that that's 432. Both of them are going to be the key of A, but you know, do anyway. <laughs> I, I kind of no. go on and on. I apologize. Don't apologize. That's, that's why we have a show of this length so we can go into detail. I appreciate that. Well, the um, I've worked in broadcast television 35 years, and I use a oscilloscope, and the oscilloscope shows me the the voltage representation of a of an audio signal. And if you put a sine wave up on the oscilloscope, 
there's the point where the sine wave crosses the zero point, which is typically ground. And when you talk about 432 and 440, when all the harmonics cross zero at the same time, that's, that's a complete collapse of all the frequencies at one particular moment of time. And if you do that with 440, you will never have a completely zero point because not all the frequencies will be crossing at the same time. So you can actually see the effect of 432 versus 440 by by observing it on a oscilloscope. I digress there a little bit, but you're a techie and I'm a techie, so there you have it. <laughs> no, that is awesome. That is I, I didn't even know that. I'm taking note of that because that's absolutely I know what an oscilloscope is. And it's it's great and it's also on that foundation is is kind of where synthesis is. If you take that sine wave, now you can cause it into a, a sawtooth or a square wave or manipulate it that way, which is another thing that I do with just manipulating the X, Y axis on that stuff. But I, uh, I did not know that with the four, four. I mean, I, I could hear it with my ears and I could test people. Um, I think I've got one of the videos that I have shows listening to popular music at 440 and then listening to one of these tracks, I think at 528. So that's phenomenal. That right there just tells everybody. Well, and and the effect you're seeing by um, basing all your your music in 432, and then the effects it has, it well it. So how long have you been doing this, uh, making this? Uh, you said you had quite a few uh, tracks out there in albums. Um, I've been doing it for a while. I think I came out and released my first market release in might have been 2011 or 2012. And um, I, I can't remember when I went full time on it. I think 2014. I started doing this, started doing this full time. And um, just working every day on on SoundSync tech and and compositions and um, getting in front of as many people as possible so that I can, you know, hear, hear these testimonies that are coming back. And it's, it's been phenomenal kind of ride, especially for music. Never, never thought this would be an area that I, that I was going into. I kind of just stumbled into it and was like, Hey, wow, this is really completely different. And I feel significantly better. Um, one of my own personal experiences that I had is I was running around in, in the mountains and had twisted my knee and um, my went into the dock and it happened to be my MCL and they were saying that they, I had to do surgery on it. And I told them, I said, well, okay, let's think, you know, instead of doing surgery, why don't you give me, let, let me see what I can do for about eight weeks. And if it's not feeling better, I'll come back to you. And I kind of did my own regimen with my own healing music and couple months later, I took my kids up to the uh, one of the 14,000-foot peaks, and we climbed it. And there was one point we were even going through waist deep of snow. We climbed, uh, climbed Grays and Tories here in Colorado, 14,000-foot peaks. And, and uh, it, it held. It, it, so I'm, I'm a firm believer with it just on myself. Um, I had an, an athlete. This is kind of a funny, interesting story. 
and and you'll have to let me know how we're doing on time. But I we're used good. to play semi-pro football. I used to play semi-pro football. And uh, after my career was over in semi-pro football, I got into coaching high school football. And then I have my own son um, who was raising up and was working with him on football. But I worked with when I was coaching, I had uh, an individual, one of the teachers at the school had mentioned to me, she knew me from my music and had mentioned that one of her kids had, had had a concussion in one of the Friday night games. And he, with the protocol, with the concussion protocol, is that you're supposed to remove the individual from probably school so we don't hurt the brain that much more. And then we slow them, bring them back into school. We monitor them in the classroom environment. If it gets too much with the learning capacity, then maybe pull them a little bit from that just to see how it that's, – that's an extreme case, right? But that's kind of where you start going through. And she goes, Ted, he, he came back after two days, and – he got a headache again from learning inside of the classroom. I think this was a middle school actually. And he, um, it took his headache away. And so now she started playing it for the students in class. Um, there are some teachers that are, have done that in other high schools. So I, I implemented it to some of the high schools for the kids in those environments and some of the, the, uh, the special ed classes as well. Well, very nice. Um, so as, is this evolving, or I mean, how do you uh, how do you move forward with this? Um, you know, I, as a, as a recording engineer, it's constantly playing with the equipment, seeing new equipment that's coming on the market, going back and working with older equipment and applying with it. Uh, as as a heart, being as a musician and a music producer. I'm fortunate that with my music, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. So all my music is played by me. Um, I, I'm a vocalist. I have taught vocals. I'm a guitar player. I play keyboards. I play percussion. And I play bass guitar. And back before I started this, I was entertaining on bass guitar uh, with a couple of bands for the that day record companies. So through that time, I'm constantly evolving on my ability with, with playing, learning more music theory, learning how to utilize the tools that we have with today's modern recording technologies, as well as the analog. So when I started recording back in the day, I was working on analog tape, and we were very limited in, to what we had in the studio, and if we did have it, it was very expensive. You know, in broadcasting, right? Yeah, if you can remember, like oh, in the yeah. '80s, some of those lexicons and and that. So and and now you can put it. Now it's just how much PC can you really use on with your um your, your the hard drive capability as well as your processor. And I do do use a lot of of outboard equipment because I do like the the quirk. I call it quirky analog feel because some of those analog equipment, depending on what the temperature change was, it's going to give you a different sound at a different point in day. Um, that's what, that's what keeps me, keeps me kind of playing. It's, it's funny. I have an opportunity. Um, I meet with a group of producers, some of the pretty big producers in the music business, and they're really still stuck on some of the old school. I mean, one of them had actually produced Frank Sinatra back in the day, um, or mixed, he mixed on, on with one of Frank Sinatra's and, 
they're really big on the outboard analog gear. And I think that it's great, but there are limitations to that gear that I can easily take care of through uh, programming or using my computers. So it's a constant learning process. Every day I come to the studio is a brand new day. Well, when you talk, uh, I mean, you're talking about programming. Um, I'm kind of curious about that. Is is that, um, are you building scripts that go through um, uh, incremental f- uh, frequency adjustments? Yeah, some of them, some of them are, are utilizing the scripts. Oh, I like that. Well, you know, I know you're you've been doing this for a while, but boy, it sure seems like a, a nice fit for like the veterans hospitals and and kind of the institutionalized uh, um, dis-ease, if you will, that our our culture has. I'm I'm really curious to to see how that would fit. In, in like I said, like a veterans hospital or somewhere where there's such a drove of people with PTSD and whatnot. Have you tried any yeah. studies based on groups? Um, you know, I I have not tried the studies with the on the groups yet because as soon as I had gotten well established with the music industry, with working with this and, and my recordings and the foundations, building sound scene tech. My wife and I started a second company that's called WellPoint Hypnosis Method. And so we've been building that up for the past two years. And basically, it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword. We're certifying practitioners on different levels so that they can use the online program with it. We've had live classes here in Colorado in the recording studio. So I haven't had a chance to go out and meet with those. I do talk to a lot of veterans. um, And uh, I've worked with a couple of Marines who I've given some of my music out to, you know, Marines being the first one, <laughs> the, the first one in, and um, right. some of the post-traumatic that they've had with that to help them kind of come back to assimilation into the civilian sector instead of so much of what they're dealing with the the uh, the military. Well, you've talked about WellPoint hypnosis. Do you want to give us a, a more in-depth uh, look at what that is? Absolutely. So my wife, being a master hypnotherapist, and she's licensed here in the state of Colorado, we decided to bring it out for those who have been working with or interested in spiritual hypnosis. And that's the foundation of this hypnosis is spiritual hypnosis, um, quantum regression for and or afterlife experiences. And we've had a phenomenal success with the use of using SoundSync tech, brainwave technologies that I developed for connecting them with the quantum field within. And part of that is that as we're getting them ready to get, so we found that traditional hypnosis is people had a hard time getting into it. And so with using the delta frequencies, I created this line specifically for it using delta frequencies, which delta waves are typically four hertz or less. And it's in this, it's a deep, dreamless sleep where the body can heal and restore itself. 
and it's releasing anti-aging hormones, including melatonin, HGH, DHEA, and it's the place of the deepest relaxation and the deepest healing and spiritual connection and the connection with the subconscious mind. And it's considered to be the gateway to the unconscious mind and the collective unconsciousness. So we're having them go through my Delta series to bring them into that state as we start to bring them under or, or you know, put them into hypnosis. And we've just had a lot of phenomenal results that have been with it because sometimes if you use a certain style, some hypnosis practitioners had used maybe classical music. Well, that client might have had a traumatic event that might have happened to that music when they were growing up in their lifetime, and it now triggers something that they can't, now they can't really get into the full effect of the hypnosis. And so we've been giving people sessions with this for post-parallel life, afterlife, um, as well as teaching others how to be practitioners through our online program. And we offer ongoing training and support through our memberships. Um, there's a listing for them on our website as well so that we're able to do worldwide distribution with it. And there, again, is another area. One of our practitioners is looking, working with veterans because that's a part of our community. I think her husband happens to, to work with that. And so I want her to be successful in that without me going and stepping in as well. So to understand then, when you do this well point hypnosis, it, it's using your soundtracks. Now, is, is there a narration that uh, facilitates the hypnosis and that's integrated on the track, or do you do, you do the uh, hypnosis narration live with your music? What we do is we have the listeners listen to it beforehand to kind of get them ready for it and might start kind of doing a, a question like what, if there was one woman who wanted to quit eating corn chips, for example, she had an addiction to corn chips. And so we got her relaxed. She'd sit there and listen to the Delta frequencies that was on this. And she had a heart. She, she claimed she could never be, go through hypnosis. So as we were working with her through it. She was listening to the music. And at the point that she starts to kind of go under, you turn off the music. There's a process that we teach all of our practitioners or if someone's coming on to receive the benefits um, that they, they, that's what we take them through to be able to re- get into that state of relaxing. Now, the, the lady with the corn chips, for example, um, it ended up, use, you, use your higher self. We don't deal with anything other than that individual and their higher self, the, the, their own soul consciousness. Ended up planting in her mind that corn chips was like earwax, and she stopped eating corn chips. And, in fact, it changed her whole physical dynamic as far as weight was concerned as well. So that woman in particular wanted to use it for her appearance or for helping from weight gain, I would be assuming. Um, Some people want to use it for, like myself, I like to use it for a creative aspect of it. I want to tap into a realm where I can go into these other dimensions and looking at the music and be able to pull that forth and, and what I can work with the technology that I've created in my studio. Some people want to heal traumatic events. They might have a past life injury that might have happened to them that they never fully were able to heal from and can get to the root of that problem. So now they can move forward. And it's kind of like 
you think of epigenetics, right? You're dealing with 14 generations of crud. You've got a, a catalyst that starts it and it mutates out from there. Well, now you can go through hypnosis. You can go back to that starting point of where the catalyst is and correct that. There was one woman that had back problems. And it turns out that she was like a, a lion and had fallen off of a cliff in a past life. I mean, this is wild, but it's just phenomenal just seeing the changes that happens. And so when she was realized what had happened after that, then the back problem went away. She no longer had back pain or, or back problems with that. Well, very nice. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. I want to make sure the audience knows about your website and your material. Can you share that with us? Absolutely. So um, my music, uh, the best place to contact me with questions or anything and also get that free angelic sound healing album is go to tedwinslow.com. And um, there I've got videos uh, that are up, a lot of information. If people are interested in WellPoint Hypnosis, the website's wellpointhypnosismethod.com. Um, we have a certification program or if someone's just looking to go through for a spiritual, you know, just to go through on a spiritual hypnosis journey, um, they can go on there. I'm on Twitter at Ted Winslow, uh, playing around with Instagram, learning the social media in my spare time. And so I'm on Instagram. And then on Facebook, I have uh, Solfeggio Healing Frequencies. Well, very nice. Ted, I, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've, very much enjoyed this conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate you what you've done with New Human Living Radio. You know, you connect the greatest minds that are out there for bringing us all into, into our own true self, you know, empowering us, and, you know, the, the power and the energy that we used to claim, like you say, who we are. Well, that's my pleasure. Uh We've been talking with Ted Winslow, and the topic tonight has been quantum ambient frequency healing music. Um, what a fun conversation. I encourage you to check out his website, tedwinslow.com. And we're pretty much out of time. I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's my pleasure to bring you episodes like this. When we find new modalities of healing, we have new outcomes. Normal won't fix a damn thing. It's the Abbey normal that's going to give us exceptional response results. And you showed up for yourself. You've listened to this episode. I applaud you, the audience. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.